Welcome to the Men on Purpose podcast, featuring dynamic conversations with emerging and established visionary men on purpose. Thanks for joining us today as we celebrate the men on purpose who are committed, creative, courageous change makers, living their best, most fulfilling life possible. Now, here's the host of Men on Purpose, Ian Lobos. Welcome back to the Men on Purpose podcast. Today, we've got a special guest that you heard last month, and you're going to hear him every month. It's Dr. Anthony Balduzzi, phenomenal guy, cool, calm, and collected, and full of gold. I mean, this guy just delivers goods after goods after goods, and he really knows his stuff from the, from the, the practical to the textbook and everywhere in between. And today we're going to talk about some really cool stuff. You know, when this episode is airing, it's probably like mid to late December, 2020, right? And you're listening to this thinking, man, 2020 has been a roller coaster year, crazy year, whatever it is for you, it's been different, right? Very different for the world. And so what we're going to talk about today are changes and shifts that you can make in yourself and what you do on a daily basis, simple things, really, really, really simple habits you can change to make sure that next year, no matter what happens, you are the best version of you and your results are the best version of the results you've ever gotten. That's it. And I know that sounds like a lot and it also sounds like really simple. We're going to break this thing down. This hour, this episode is an hour long. And it is fantastic. It's absolutely fantastic. I was taking notes the entire time, trying to keep up with this guy's knowledge and, the, and just the, the gold that he was dropping literally every minute. So we're going to talk about habit shifting to shift your results. We're going to talk about who you're being. We're going to talk about morning routines, evening routines. We're going to talk about health and nutrition, hydration. We're going to even talk about tanning your balls. How about that? Yeah, I said it. Talk about tanning your balls. I know. Sounds like a joke. It's real. <laughs> he talks about it on here and not as a joke, but something very serious that men need. So as a man on purpose, Anthony Balducci is a man on purpose. You know my commitment to this show and to you and to myself and to everything that I stand for. I have, I have the commitment to elevate, educate, empower, enrich, and evolve the, the, the listening the education on the show, the level of, of guests we have, the level of information they bring, and subsequently, subsequently, what you use for your life to move this thing forward and get the best results that you possibly can. That's it. Super simple, right? Can also be kind of complicated if you think about it. But this is Anthony Balducci. He is an amazing guy. You got to check him out. His, his, uh, his mission is in life is the Fit Father Project. And he's just doing, actually, he's got the Fit Mother Project too. It's, it's phenomenal. I love partnering with this guy. Like I said, he's going to be on every month talking from that medical standpoint, the medical background, but also this dude doesn't talk the talk. I mean, he walks the walk. And this dude is legit, real legit. And that's why I said, you know what? I got to have you on every month. The audience loved the episode from November. And here it is, Dr. Anthony Balducci talking about shifting your life. All right, Dr. A. Let's get it. Let's get it. <laughs> so you're now a regular on this channel, program, show, whatever you want to call it. You're now a regular. Provide high-level, fantastic advice to people. And now I know my audience likes to look at you too. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it, man. I love the compliments. <laughs> so today, 
we're going to talk about, I mean, obviously this episode is uh, toward the end of the year between, I mean, maybe right around Christmas, New Year. So we're going to talk about a lot of different things today. Reinvention of oneself, taking action, setting goals. Um, we got to, obviously we've got to put in your expertise, which is um, health, nutrition, taking care of the body, the soul, the mind, fueling mm-hmm. properly, sleep, water. We got to incorporate that into this, but this is going to be a fun episode because so many people, like in my coaching business, so many people hit me up at the end of the year, just like they hit up gyms at the end of the year or the beginning of the year, new year's resolution. I'm going to change myself. I'm going to have, make sure that this year doesn't go like last year by next new year's Eve. It's going to look like this. And then it's interesting because the podcast episode I recorded right before this was uh, having to do with the, the um, personal growth triangle, which with Aaron and I call, well, that's what we call it, but it's, it's, it's mindset, skill set, and the willingness to do the work. And most people mm-hmm. fail at the willingness to actually do the work necessary to hit the goals that, they've accomplished, that they want. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sure you see that all the time. Yeah. So where do you want yeah, to start? No well, um, perhaps there. Um, I, you know, I, I know you guys just recorded an episode on that, but I, I think that's a, a fascinating kind of concept. Sure. Um, well, mindset, we kind of dug into this a little bit last time, um, but this requires both your general everyday mindset, which could be um, conceived as your disposition towards positivity, negativity, your disposition towards productivity, unproductivity and your ability to have grit and to bounce back from challenges that may derail you. General mindset. Yeah. At the same time, I think there's an aspect of that mindset that needs to be applied specifically to the goal that you have. So the mindset gets a little more laser focused and is surrounded by certain beliefs that are relevant to your goal. So if your goal is health and fitness, then your mindset and, and the beliefs that become formed around that mindset, maybe more specific, like I am the type of person who is able to resist short-term temptations for long-term successes. So I, I think one thing heading into this end of the year and the new year is for all of us to get a little more conscious about looking at our mindset generally, which is kind of disposition stuff that we've accumulated over decades. And specifically, what are those beliefs that are applying to our goals? Because ultimately, if we can develop the kind of mindset that the person who would succeed at the goal we want would have, you know, we're there, we're done. So like, if you want to be a professional boxer, there is a particular kind of mindset that applies to that kind of um, effort and exercise. Like you look at Mike Tyson, early interviews, like that guy saw himself as a killer. And I think that's actually like necessary for that kind of pursuit. So for all of us, when we have pursuits coming into the, the beginning of next year, new year's resolutions, what are the kind of mindsets that we can adopt almost like put on intentionally that are going to help us succeed in the specific goals that we have? And they're, they're unique to finance, they're unique to fitness, they're unique to relationships, et cetera. Um, but adding consciousness to that, I think is, is probably step number one. Yeah. And it's, it's finding a model or several models of people who you want to become like them mm-hmm. or or like get the results that they have. However, I think, and I want you to weigh in on this, I think where people get stuck is that they follow 
that model too closely and they're not mm-hmm. that person. So they can't be like that person in all aspects. And I'm, and I'm willing to bet most, most highly successful people, they are, they're not in balance. They're, they're not in counterbalance. They're, they're out of, they're actually out of balance, but the stuff you see on social media, the stuff that you see on their YouTube channel, that makes them look really good, mm-hmm. like really good. And then at home, what does it look like behind the scenes with finances? What does it look like behind the scenes with a marriage or with parenthood or with their health and fitness or, you know, whatever it might be. I mean, it's, it's a, we all see those people who have been crushing in the gym for a year. You see them and you see their bodies mm-hmm. never change, but you see them just killing it every day that you're in there, they're in there and they're killing it two, three hours, mm-hmm. whatever it might be. And the challenge is that, yes, you might want to model that discipline or that perseverance or that, you know, the habits of getting to the gym every day, but you're not actually modeling that person because their results aren't showing up. Because what, they, what you're not seeing at home is that they stuff their face with junk and they don't take care of themselves and they sleep four hours and they pound coffee every day and they're, they're artificially motivated. Mm-hmm. You know, or they're motivated by ego or by what their body will look like one day. And they, and we talked about that a little last time and, and they're not matching that mindset as, you know, whoever their model is, they're not matching the mindset to who they need to become to get that body that they want or the results that they're seeking. That's Mm -hmm. a, there's a big disconnect there. And new year's, new year's resolutions are the perfect time to see where you're disconnected. Really big, really big. And I want to I want to pick your brain on some things that people can do, like simple, small, like yeah. easy, you know, habit build, small habit build stuff that they can they can start even now, roll into the first of the year, and then keep those things building like a snowball rolling down the hill. Like what what can people do for health and fitness so that they don't get derailed after two weeks or a month? Yeah. Okay. Well, let's get into that. And I, and I want I always like to start bigger picture, and then whittle down into the specific actionables. And I want to do that now. First off, to kind of plus on what you just said, something that was coming to mind for me as you were were speaking is this idea of energy and attention management. Um, Everything that we want to do ultimately is going to require um, a desire to do that thing. That's like the prerequisite. And then the consistent action on that desire that requires the skill set most often, but it's this desire plus action. And that ultimately requires energy, physical energy, mental energy, emotional energy. And I think one of the best things that we can all do heading into next year is take an audit of where our energy is going and where our energy leaks are. And I'm not talking about physical energy as much, but more like psychic energy. And the reason this came to mind for me when you were speaking is because you were talking about the, the posting on social media, et cetera, and all that stuff. Every time, you know, I was thinking about what it would be like to be that kind of person posting on social media, all the, the whole life stuff. And like, they are putting out a large portion of their energy to document the stuff that they're doing to share it to others for purposes of validation, perhaps documentation, content for whatever. And then on the other side, there is us who's spending energy consuming that stuff, right? We're, cons- we're, we're, we're spending our energy consuming their stuff, their content, 
for some purpose, you know, could be distraction, could be, you know, admiration that we have something we want to model. But ultimately what I've discovered in my life, particularly the last 10 years when I've really made a conscious effort to not leak my energy is that all of us will be better off in 2021 by doing at least 50% less social media because it is going to give you that 50% psychic energy back that you can then use internally to direct into the, the direction of the goals that you want. And this is so key with health and fitness because why do we feel like we can't, um, we can't eat healthy? It's because we have cravings because we're so stressed or because we didn't feel like we had the time to plan the healthy meals. Why do we feel like we can't be consistent with the exercise? Well, because we tell ourselves our schedule is too slammed and too busy. Well, that's because we had five hours of work to do that day and we spent two hours just kind of like dissipated energy, watching videos, doing this, not really being focused and productive. We could have done our work in half the time and had time to work out twice. Right. I think energy management is the key to a successful life. If you can manage your energy and then direct it with focus, into the direction of the stuff you've consciously chosen as your goals and the stuff you're working on, there is nothing that can stop you. But we have a whole culture in a society right now that is built upon harvesting our attention and using our attention to create stuff to take other people's attention. It's like, it's, it's fascinating what with this whole world of social media can do. And I, and I think if we were to stop that, we'd have so much back reserve in the tank that it would literally be, dare I say, easy for us to start making consistent progress because we're not leaking all this attention and focus all over the place. Wow, that was cool. I really like that. I, I, wanna, I want you to expand more into that, actually, because I've never heard it put like that. Audit where your energy is going. Like, take an audit of where your energy is actually going. I, I hear people say, like, you know, what are you spending your time on? But I like the way you said that. Take an audit or audit where your energy is going. That's... Uh, that's actually, it seems more productive. It seems like a, you know, my, my partner Aaron and I talk a lot about lead and lag measures to measure your success, mm -hmm. your goals. That's actually a lead measure versus the um, mm -hmm. figure out what your schedule is and you're looking at big blocks of time like, oh, I did calls, I did patients, I did book reading, I did this. Instead of that, you're saying in that two hour block of time, like you mentioned, right, like in this, in this example, I, I said I was going to work for five hours, but two hours of it was distracted. It really is distraction mm -hmm. by social media or by, uh, you know, another app or something. So I really didn't do mm -hmm. five hours. I did three hours of work, two hours of social media, but the two hours of social media, what that took from my mind share and my mind's energy, my brain mm -hmm. energy was actually like five actual hours as if I were sure. working on a spreadsheet. So now you just worked eight hours. Mm -hmm. technically only three of that was semi-productive. And I say semi because you're so distracted by it going into it that you probably got maybe an hour and a half worth of productive time in an eight hour period. Exactly. Which is crazy. Exactly. Yeah. It is crazy. And, and what's worse is that this kind of, um, the, the kind of energy leaks that we're getting is not the same as like if we actually took an hour off to go like, I'm going to literally Instagram my face off for an hour and this is going to be what I'm going to do. That's different than doing five minutes of Instagram every 25 minutes for five hours. And I'm using that as an example, whether or not it could be YouTube videos, but this intermittent interruption causes this shift in what we're doing. 
um, that makes it hard for us to get into deep focus and deep work. Like if you could literally find a way in your schedule and by managing your attention energy to spend two hours of uninterrupted focus on the thing you want to move forward that day, there is no way if you stack that over a year that you won't make massive, massive progress if it's truly uninterrupted time. So I think that's, it, it's really important to, to think about. And, and time is one thing, right? We look at time and schedule blocks, but you know, I could be having a conversation with you, but I could be somewhere else in my mind. Like it's, it's not necessarily focused or present. So how do we start to establish that? Um, and ultimately, here's the deal. If we look at this whole life experience, like very truly on like a philosophical spiritual basis, our entire life is merely this continuous unfolding present moment. And what we choose to attend to and what we do with that attention, that power of attention every single moment, ultimately ends up being the whole character and the flow of our life. It's like a, this giant water painting and we're able to do that. And so why manage these giant blocks of stuff? I mean, I, I, don't get me wrong. I love scheduling. We schedule this in advance, but you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Sorry, my daughter just walked in here. You good? Okay. No, that's good. Good distraction. Sorry. Yeah, those are important ones. Those are. Um, I totally agree with you on that. I, I, uh, I like uh, something else you said, intermittent, intermittent interruption. So we work on these time blocks. Like this year, I'm going to time block more. But the fact of the matter is, and this is where it comes back to, who are you being and what are you doing to achieve your goals? Because mm-hmm. doing does not achieve goals. Because if you haven't changed who you actually are, you are, you are finding yourself intermittently interrupted within a time block. So yeah, you might have done the time block, but you were distracted throughout the time block on social media or doing whatever you're doing, thinking about something while in a conversation, getting distracted by little kids walking in, like little things like that will take you. And so like, I think what you're saying by, by this is you have to shift a lot of little pieces of you. If you want to change mm-hmm. your diet, change your health, change your business, uh, your, your habits in business, it starts with little tiny changes. And a lot of it is removing distraction or giving yourself permission to block out a time for those yes. distractions. And we all yes. have those. We're all human. We all get distracted. That's, that, that's what mm-hmm. advertising and marketing is. Distracting mm-hmm. us, and taking brain share or mind share from mm-hmm. the other things we want to do. We only have so much of that to go around each day. You got to be really careful and protective of who gets your mind share, what gets your mind share and your energy. That's the other thing that I tell a lot of our coaching clients is you have to start cutting out people that are sucking your energy and, are, and are, actually aren't in, 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 um, entitled to it or they don't deserve it. You know? And it's interesting because if you do an audit of where your energy goes all day and you actually think about the time that you're at the office and you're there in the morning, but that one person gets there early too and they want to just talk your ear off for 20 minutes. That 20 minutes isn't 20 minutes. It's 10 minutes before. It's 30 minutes after. Plus, they talked about some really deep level stuff that affected you psychologically and now you're thinking about it throughout the day. And now that 20 minute thing just took two hours of mind share that you can never get back. Just never get yeah. back. The yeah, it all has a cascading effect. Yeah, you're, you're so right. Yeah. And I think the cool thing too is in 2021, I wish I have for people as well is, is to play the meta game of personal spiritual development. 
And what I mean by that is the more the, the meta meaning big picture, overarching, completely interconnecting game of personal development. And this is different than setting goals. Goals are domain specific outcomes that you'd like to achieve in the future through a plan. A meta game is stuff that we're talking about right now, which is managing the quality of your presence and attention throughout 2021. Because that is like, no matter what we do, we are attending to it. We are aware of no matter what we're, everything we do. There, there is no experience without awareness itself. So if we're able to become more aware in 2021, everything we do, the quality of it, that's made up of that awareness improves. So this is like, there's a couple ways to approach personal development. And I think they're both good. Like you need a big picture strategy and you need a very, uh, very tight, small tool. And like you need the system as well as this overarching stuff. It's kind of like the science and the art combined is what really helps you, you know, get on track over the year. And so systems are key. And maybe this is where I think health really fits into our personal development goals tremendously, because ultimately the systems we have around our nutrition, our sleep and our movement are what helps give us this quality of energy and focus. So that is why the body is so foundational because no matter what we do, we are experiencing life in these body vehicles. And if these body vehicles are feeling uh, like wired, distractible, tired, that is the quality of the experience we bring to whatever we're chasing. So where do we start with health and fitness in 2021? I would say we start with looking at managing and correcting our body's circadian rhythms to get them back in structure and in sync with what it needs for maintenance. Um, and if you'd like to unpack that, I'd love to go down the rabbit hole of this because I think this is where do you want to go there. Totally. I'm writing, I'm writing notes as we go. Cause I, there's, you, you talk about so many cool things. I want to make sure my editors pick up on every single one of these uh, things. Yeah. Cool. All right. So let's, let's get a little philosophical here. We live about to be in 2021. And so we have the mindset that we live in such a technologically advanced place. We have these iPhones, we have, you know, we're recording something in the internet and I think that's really great. But what we forget is that our bodies are intimately connected with the cycles of nature for balance. In particular, the main cycle in 2021 that all of us need to get back in tune with is the cycle of the, the light and the dark cycle of the sun and the darkness. This is foundational. So when we get up in the morning in 2021, we need to start getting sunshine on our skin and in our eyes in the morning. The reason this is essential, and here is the science, is when we get sunlight on our skin, we all have heard the vitamin D3, obviously very good, very important, but I think what's even cooler is that sunshine, when it gets into our eyes, it goes to an area of the brain called the suprachiasmatic nucleus, and it actually causes our brains to secrete serotonin. Like you made oh, you're going to say something. No, I made it up. Yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll fact check that super chiasmatic nucleus. Anyway, so our brains secrete serotonin from that sunlight. We literally manufacture serotonin, this feel good neurotransmitter from light. And later in the day that gets converted to melatonin and helps us sleep at night. So it's like, this is our internal pharmacy that we need to get realigned. Because if we don't have this component realigned, what do we feel? We feel moody. We feel disconnected. We feel stressed. We're not sleeping good. So this is like the foundation of our productivity is making sure that this body is in rhythm with the natural connection to this entire planet. Like here's an even weirder thought if you're, if you're going to go to this. Like 
We come from our parents. Our parents' bodies are constituted from the food that they ate that literally grew from the earth, whether it's vegetables they ate or animals they ate, like their bodies are constituted from the stuff from the earth. And then they have us. We are so connected to this planet, yet we forget. So I think reestablishing that is something that's key for all high performers. Biohackers, they say a bunch of funny stuff, or we're tracking our sleep, we're improving this. They know it's important, but I think there's a more beautiful, bigger philosophical aspect of this that will help all of us feel better in 2021 by getting uh, back in sync with those rhythms of the light. And we can talk about the other rhythms too because they're important, but I think the, the structure of that is the light cycle is the biggest one. Yeah, I mean, I didn't, that's, it's really interesting getting sunshine in our eyes and on our skin. I never really yes. think about it when you're in your eyes. Okay, here's, here's a guy thing. Here's a guy thing too. So you look at it you, yeah, in the eyes is, is so important because it actually, that's what triggers the, the brain to see, oh, it's highlight condition. This is where I need to entrain my hormonal pattern to daytime patterns. Because in the morning, this is when cortisol is supposed to naturally rise in the morning. That actually gives us some energy. It starts to break down some glucose. So we have energy for the day. And then at night, it's supposed to lower. And we have these natural hormonal rhythms and they're completely synced up to the light cycle. This is why people who live in Alaska, when it gets really dark in the winter for like, months they get so jacked up yeah. you know you go to alaska and you go to like the supermarket in the winter time they, they have signs that says get your happy lights and they sell a bunch of these these full spectrum lights because people like the human body does not do good if when we're in light conditions and then we have these phones at night right they're blasting that that kind of blue light that's disrupting this natural rhythm we have our tvs so we're really out of sync with this and this is so foundational i think it's it's actually probably even more important than nutrition and exercise because if we don't have this right, you know, we're hosed. We have people who work like night shift, third shift, a lot of police officers, EMS, nurses, truck drivers. Like what they find is even if they eat healthy and exercise and they're doing these night shift things, like their risk for heart disease and cancer is like through the roof compared to what they would normally be if they weren't in cycle. Like this stuff's so foundational. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I mean, so, but I want to say this too. With the go, light. Ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Well, the light thing for guys too, um, there's a lot of cool research that shows that light directly on the testicles increases testosterone production. Like it really does. The full spectrum sunlight hitting your balls makes your body release more testosterone. Is this shocking? Well, look, our, our ancient ancestors were probably running around naked. Like, and, and this is how the body was, was meant to be entrained because like that light helps produce vitamin D3. And that is the and vitamin D3 and cholesterol synthesis is, is a precursor to testosterone production. So it's like, the, the cascading effects of this stuff is bigger than we realize. How do you, get, I mean, let's talk about logistics in our modern world. <laughs> how do you get, yeah. can you go to, a I mean, tanning yeah. or do you just, <laughs> yeah, you, you can actually, you, you could, you could get the, some of the UVB light with that helps that, that production in a tanning salon. Uh, you could go in backyard and have some, some naked time. Um, there are like a lot of biohacking guys that get red lights and stuff like that. And they shine them on their testicles. Like there's lots of ways. I mean, the, the point here is not, on the testicle sun stuff, although I think it's really fascinating because it kind of highlights this bigger point. I would say it's more like sunshine on your body and in your eyes is something that's going to be key for your rhythms in 2021. Wow. No, I, I really, I, I thought I knew stuff about this. I didn't like circadian rhythm is, is it sounds pretty simple. Like you, you got a, a light period, a dark period, you've got to rest the body and you've got to get a, a proper amount of sunshine. And I, I that it makes sense, but it actually, it's not uh, what I thought was just not as deep as what you just went into. And I never thought yeah. about, I never thought about sunshine on testicles. That's, that's kind of mind blowing. It is right. It's, it's so cool. And it just, it, it highlights the same kind of thing is like, we're connected to this, 
this pattern in nature, our bodies are intimately. So we need to establish that. Um, and then it comes down to, I think the next systems we need to establish are probably, as we're talking about circadian rhythm, like a proper morning routine and a proper evening routine. These are the bookends of your structure that enable you to kick off the day with the right mindset, with the right kind of energy. So the things that your, your morning routine needs to give you, it needs to be simple enough that you can do it consistently. It needs to give you energy so that you feel good. And it needs to prime your mind to stay focused on the things that are priorities for the day and to also have this overarching feeling of gratitude, well-being, and like, I'm going to kick some ass today. So there are things we can do to have that in the morning routine, and we should establish one like that. It could be done in five minutes, in 10 minutes, but like that priming is so important because if we don't, the nature of the mind is that it receives the sensory stimulation and the thoughts and the impressions and, and the advertising and the, the, the text messages and all these things. And that starts to, it takes on the quality of the things that the inputs that it receives. And so we have two decisions. We can either do it intentionally by giving it the inputs that's going to shape it in the direction we want it for the day, or we can be reactive, not do anything with it. Let it be this thing of Play-Doh that gets molded and shaped by everything else that's trying to drag our attention in different places. And that's why if you ever have a day where you feel like you're distracted, you're out of sync, you're all over the place, you feel stressed out, it's because you've been molded. You haven't molded yourself in that mind in the morning. And this is why when we, we, we watch a TV show at night and we saw some kind of character or we saw a yellow school bus and we dream about that stuff at night. The reason that happens is because we literally store these impressions. So my challenge for all of us is how do we be more conscious about creating those impressions for ourselves? Almost like brainwashing, but like in the productive cleaning ourselves in the morning so that we're going to have the kind of focus and mindset and thoughts and beliefs that the mind will be privy to that's going to help direct us for the day. That's so well said. I love that. What, take, us, take us back. You know, I, I think that people hear the word priming as a, uh, I guess a buzzword in the personal development community. And like one thing that comes to mind is I, I've been to UPW, Tony Robbins event, and, I, and mm -hmm. you do priming and it's the, like the pumping of your arms and, and the breath. But you're speaking mm -hmm. of priming in terms of some additional things too. And take us through a, 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 you know, an example of a morning routine that could get you fired up and focused on instead of like, you know, the, the, the day happened to you versus the day happened for you. Like take us through something like that. Perfect. Here are the elements. First thing you get up in the morning, uh, you need to give your body what it needs which is some quality rehydration immediately. Body does not need food. It does not need coffee, but it does need water, water with minerals. Body's mostly water. We haven't been drinking throughout the night. We need to kickstart with water and we need to start moving our bodies gently. This could be in the form of a walk. It could be bouncing on one of those rebounder trampolines. It could be a five minute yoga stretching. It could be running outside with your dog. Five minutes of motion that helps lubricate the joints introduce higher circulation levels to get that body moving. It's been stagnant. We've been sitting in bed and we're not contracting our muscles. We get this lymphatic fluid that stays stagnant and we want to elevate our heart rate slightly because that tells the body it is morning time. So what the body needs, again, hydration and minerals and some kind of movement. Bonus points if you can do it outside with a little bit of sun and breathing through your nose with some fresh air. Breathing through your nose uniquely. Go ahead. Why is that important? Because uh, we are meant, one again, in design, we are meant to breathe through our nose and our mouths. Um, when we breathe through our nose, it filters the air. 
it humidifies it. Those nose hairs clean things. And there are actually receptors inside our nostrils that sense oxygen coming in and trigger the release of nitric oxide, which dilates our blood vessels. So like a lot of bodybuilders, fitness guys take these nitric oxide supplements because it'll give you more vasodilation, a better pump when your workouts. Well, we make that stuff naturally, nitric oxide from these sensing cells in our nose when we breathe through our nose absolutely essential. So this is why we're meant to breathe through our nose and it helps improve the circulation. It gets those arteries to be a little more dilated. Our circulation improves in the morning. So what I personally do is wake up, get the water and I grab my dog and we're out the door um, and we're walking outside. Whether or not there's sunshine, because if I get up early enough that it's winter time, there's not sun, it's still okay. I'm breathing through my nose. I'm walking a nice brisk walk. Five, 10 minutes is all, all you need if you're very busy, but you're getting the body moving and you're breathing through your nose. Um, and also, this is going to be something that is going to help people figure out if there's things that they're doing with their nutrition that is causing their body to have kinds of um, allergic or inflammatory reactions. If you're a kind of person, this is a tangent, but it's important. If you're a kind of person who finds you constantly have a stuffy nose all the time, could be because of some seasonal allergy stuff, your immune system is being very reactive, but it also is, is very likely due to foods you're eating the previous days that cause that body to have excess mucus production. Your nose should be open and clear in the morning after, you know, a little bit after it gets going so you can breathe through your nose properly. And the reason that's important is throughout the day to be in a good present flow state, you want to be having very light, deep breathe, light, light, relaxed breathing through your nose. And if your nose is plugged and you're breathing through your mouth and there's shallow chest breathing, that actually stimulates the nervous system to be in a fight or flight response. This is why I think actually getting that breathing set in the morning is key. I, I literally learn something every minute you talk. <laughs> cool. <laughs> That's really awesome. Um, all right. So keep on going on the morning routine. I know this is like, I'm, I'm going on these tangents, but I have like literally two more things I'd like to say. I'm trying to, I'm trying to make sure that my, my editing team is going to be able to put all this stuff in the little blurbs that we put out <laughs> on social media. So people, people can find these little gems. Um, yeah, go back. So quality hydration and minerals, five minutes yes. of motion. Talk about the Tibetan rites. Cause that's something that you gave me. And I, I really enjoy that. And I've given that to a lot of people since the last time we talked. Okay, so there's, this is something I do every morning too as, as part of my motion after my walk. Uh, there was a little book, a little yoga book called The Eye of Revelation that was published maybe 100 years ago. Um, and it was, there was this British explorer who went over to Tibet and he found that the yogis in Tibet did a very particular kind of exercise every day that they believed kept them lim limber and young. And they believe that it helped both the body through these particular kind of motions. A lot of it is moving the spine the spine being the axis of the body. We improve the spine's mobility. We improve blood flow. We, we age better. But they also believed it had some energetic and calming effects too. So five Tibetan rites. It is a series of moves. It starts off, believe it or not, with spinning in a clockwise direction. Has some kind of yoga moves, like some cat-cow kind of things moving the spine. It has some abdominal crunches synced with activity. Um, has some different motions, but it takes, you know, you can do nine reps of each, 10 reps of each, 21 reps each, whatever it is. But it takes around 10 minutes. And it's just a simple whole body way to, to energize the body. I do that after I walk. I think it's very key and foundational to give the body. It's not like exercise. This is just like daily warming up movement to get the spine moving, especially because for most people, we're going to head to a chair. We're going to head into a car, into an office chair, and we're going to sit that spine in a bad position. So it's really important, I think, to do some spinal work. And you know intimately with some of your history with your accidents, how important that is to keep this. When your spine's not right, your whole life's not right. So, um, 
part of this movement, Five to Bed and Rights. We have videos on YouTube, and I think you can probably share in some show notes some links to the original PDFs of this stuff. It's free, open source. You can check that out. Very, very good thing to, to get the body moving. It's like a light yoga stretching in the morning. Five, 10 minutes helps a lot. Yeah, and I found that, it, don't get me wrong, it's exercise. When you're doing, I call mm-hmm. them the double crunches. When you're yeah. lifting your head and you're bringing your feet up, the- It's hard. Or, or the- um, that's, a, that's an example, but the back bends are a good example too. You cannot rush through these exercises. You can't yes. get up. And I remember like the morning of our, um, uh, my uh, anniversary was back at the end of October. We're sitting at the Four Seasons in downtown Baltimore. And I said, look, I, I, I need to do these. My wife's like, all right, well, I'll do them with you. And she said, this is the slowest I've ever seen you move <laughs> because you're fresh in the morning. Like I did a bunch of um, just moving around to just to get my, my muscles warmed up a little bit for a couple minutes. Mm-hmm. And then especially the back bend, the breath work yeah. has to be in sync with the muscle movement. Yes, it does. You're pull something. You're definitely going to hurt yourself. It seems so simple. However, it can do some damage, especially in your back. And I, I watched a video where there was a, um, I have to be careful with like the way that my pelvis healed itself from a, from an ATV accident. It, it, healed forward and it messed up my lower back and my sacrum. So I, I put my hands underneath my butt yeah. to protect my lower back a little bit from like my legs coming down. That's a lot of weight and a lot of leverage out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I find that instead of doing breathing, you know, like specific breath work in the morning, like a Wim Hof or something like that, I do the breath work mm-hmm. with the Tibetan rice. And then that's where you're yes. talking about. It's a spiritual mind body Yes, because it takes your attention and you get your attention focused on something yeah. immediately. Like it becomes, it becomes synced with the motions and the actions that you're trying to do, which is ultimately what you want to have happen the rest of your day in the work that you're doing. But it's this, this merging of your attention consciously with the thing that you're doing. And that's why I think these, uh, these body motions synced with breathing is, is so powerful, more powerful than traditional exercise by far. So that's like the body part of this morning routine. Whether you choose to do five Tibetan rites or some other thing, we got to get the body invigorated and bonus points if you can get your breathing to be more relaxed and conscious and synced up to your activity. It's going to help uh, bring the mind into balance. And because look at this, even philosophically, and in part of this yoga tradition because we brought this up, is in yoga, they believe that the breath and the mind, they call them like twin sisters. Mm-hmm. When the breath is peaceful, the mind is peaceful. And we know that the converse is true. When someone's having a panic attack, what's their breathing like? They're like hyperventilating, right? And how do you help people in that situation? You help them calm down their breathing. So we can kind of give ourselves this gift in the morning by making the breath more relaxed and focused, which gets the mind to be more relaxed and focused as well, which gives you a useful mind, a a mind that's a tool for your success. Sure. So hydration with minerals, just elaborate on that a little bit. I want to make sure when we put this out there on the show notes, um, quality hydration, so clean water, clean water, not... yeah. Junky. Well, I mean, yeah, so very I, minimum, probably through your fridge filter, minimum. Yeah, very minimum through fridge filter. Um, if you do have like a reverse osmosis filter, which is like super filtration, takes everything out, you want to remineralize your water. The water that our body needs is not just like 
clean water. The water normally came in the concert of the different kinds of minerals, the calcium, the magnesium, the potassium, um, and the trace minerals too, lithium, lithium, boron, these other trace minerals. So one thing we want to do is I just take some, a pinch of some like pink Himalayan salt, which has around 84 different kinds of trace minerals. It's mostly sodium chloride, which is also good. We need some of that and you pop it in the water, maybe a pinch of that. And I also use some trace mineral drops, which has a bunch of these minerals. It tastes terrible, but it's good because your body does need trace minerals in the morning. You get that all into a little concoction, you throw that back. I recommend for most people that you're drinking at least 16 ounces of water first thing in the morning, maybe even 32 ounces. If you're typically hungry in the morning, uh, this will help curb that hunger and it just gets your body ready to go. We need that hydration with those minerals. Um, so as high quality water as you can get, and it actually is worth it no matter where you live to like look up the quality of your water in your local area. It's worth just like Google searching. You can say like, what is my water like in Phoenix, Arizona? Like we checked ours out in Phoenix, Arizona or Scottsdale in particular where we live. Our water is like 10 times higher in arsenic than the allowable limits. And like, there's a bunch of uranium in the water, crazy enough, but you can actually check this out. There's lots of people that test these waters. You don't want that in your family's body. You don't not want that in your body. Um, and so quality water, very important. We, we use a Berkey filter, which are these big filters that have like, uh, you can just fill them up with water is very good. And we also have reverse osmosis in some places as well. Is that... Um can you, so just, just let's, this is habit build, right? Small, 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 small becomes big. Mm-hmm. Can people just get a better, more high quality filter on their, like I, yeah. have, I have two stage filter on my fridge. Our plumber just literally, it's like running the water line up to the fridge. There's an inline filter there. And then there's a filter Good. in the fridge. That's it. And I've never tested it. I just feel like it's yeah. we don't have to overcomplicate stuff like look, get some get some water that has some kind of filtration on it and okay. drink it in the morning exactly. and ideally put a p- pinch of some pink salt in there like and, and maybe take a walk like what's this what's is really what we're getting into a tablespoon or teaspoon i say yeah around like i'd say around a half a teaspoon okay. half a teaspoon to a quarter teaspoon to half a teaspoon which for someone who doesn't necessarily want to measure it out just like a pinch like you don't load it up like it should taste salty but like a pinch quarter to half a teaspoon Got it. So I do like five half teaspoon turns. if you're if you're doing thirty two. Yeah. I do like five turns from that's fine. Pink salt grinder. I like good. I like the water yeah, more salty in the morning. My body's craving it, so I'm giving it a little bit more. But there's a cellular yeah. reason good. that you need that salt in the morning too, right? Like it opens completely. Our 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 well, here's the deal. Our cells are electric. They maintain a, a negative seventy millivolt like potential in the cell. And the way, the reason cells can communicate is they use sodium and potassium and chloride, these ions, these stuff that we're getting from the salt to communicate. We, we like sodium goes out, the cell becomes more negative. Chloride comes in, the cell becomes more negative. Like there, there's lots of things we do, so we need these minerals to conduct. And this is why when you're dehydrated, your heart's at risk because your heart needs all this stuff to contract and to maintain rhythm like minerals are key absolutely key and our body really wants to protect it the reason we really have kidneys is to filter stuff out but it's also to recover the minerals that we're that we're having so we can maintain this balance so yes our body is basically built on these minerals we need them we need them we need them we don't prioritize them enough so that's why i think in the morning it's a really good idea and then i think after this you've done this body stuff um you go into just sit down on a chair for five minutes straight back and either do a little bit of journaling, do a little bit of praying, or just close your eyes and watch your breath. The goal here is this, kind of like we've all seen those Star Wars movies. We saw the Jedi's very focused, you know, had concentration. It's to practice concentration 
for a few minutes in the morning just to get the mind that normally can be this unruly thing that's subject to the whims of what we're exposed to, to have a little bit of training to be focused. And this is what we may say in a very basic thing could be termed as meditation, but you can even think of it as just concentration exercise early on. And at first it may be challenging because the mind wants to go all over the place. But over time, as you practice, it becomes peaceful. And then as you practice more, it becomes joyful. And then you don't know how long you're meditating. You can go for a long time. And the benefit of this is not that you can sit for an hour without thinking too much. It's that you begin, you begin to gain mastery over the unruly nature of the mind so that during the day when you want to get stuff done, you have this laser sharp tool of your mind that you have actually trained day in, day out to be focused. So you need to get stuff done. You can laser through and do it because your mind ends up being your tool, but not your master. And I think that's like the meta skill of success is being able to stay focused. And and it requires training the mind, just like we train the biceps. I think it's more important to train the mind. That is really, that's, that was a really good wrap to the meta example that you used in the beginning. Really like Mm -hmm. master the mind. Don't let the mind master you. That's, that's really cool. I love that. So that's one. So this is one thing. This is the morning routine. It's one thing. That's four examples for a morning routine. Yeah. And and if you want to really, if you have, if you know you have beliefs, like stuff that comes up where you always say negative stuff, like I am statements or like, you know, oh man, I always fail at this or I'm just addicted to sugar or man, I just can't do that. There's no way I could have a body like that. Or I'm always going to be poor. If you find that these belief systems, these are merely just patterns and habits of thinking. That's all they are. These are literally habits of thinking that you have gained through reactions to past experiences and repetition of these thought forms over time. After you've done that meditation for a little bit and sat there, when the mind is a little more suggestible, you've gotten into a deeper state. This is where you can spend some time reading an affirmation statement. These things actually work. You are just brainwashing yourself, but doing it after you've moved the body, worked on the breath, gotten the mind a little more focused, they're actually going to stick a little bit deeper. So if you do want to recite something, whether it's unlearning the opposite of a belief that you have. So if you believe you're trying to lose weight and you're like, man, I'm just a big bone guy with a slow metabolism, you find the converse of that belief, the belief that, as I said in the very beginning of this, that would help you succeed, which is I can succeed with my weight loss despite my biology, or I can get down to a healthy weight. I have the power to do that. Like whatever that belief is, you repeat that and you feel that. You repeat it and you feel it. At the same time, that feeling is essential because that feeling is where we make this emotional attachment that actually takes that belief from something that's repeated in the psychic space to something that we actually embody. It makes it deeper. It turns it into like more of a memory and it helps reshape the identity. And you know what? You may need to do a lot of this at first, but as you begin to retrain and clean up your thinking and you have a mind that's less busy, you ultimately will just, you won't need to do the affirmations as much because you won't have the negative thoughts. They, they will change. And so what we're really doing is we're shifting the soil of your mind in the day so that the stuff that blossoms is coming from good soil. Like, I think it's like a biblical verse, but like, it's like bad fruit does not come from good trees or like, or the converse. So it's like, how do we really set the soil for the day? And then it almost makes your success a lot more automatic the rest of the day. And that's the kind of stuff I'm interested in, man. Tell me what to do for like 30 minutes in the morning to make the next eight hours great. Done. That seems like the highest leverage thing you could possibly do. That's what the morning routine can give you. And it might require getting up 30 minutes earlier than you used to. 
to find the time to do that, which might require that you don't watch that extra episode of the Netflix show at night or that you do something a little different at night to make sure you're getting enough sleep. Micro shifts here. But if we can make these micro shifts, the momentum we can build is absolutely tremendous. Doesn't happen overnight, but if you find that this stuff actually resonates with you, you see the truth of this and you adopt this in 2021, man, the world is yours. You can accomplish whatever you want next year. I'm really glad that you brought up affirmations because that's something that from the time that my daughter, who's almost five, from the time that she could talk, we have been... We'll just repeat an affirmation and she'll repeat it. And we'll just say an affirmation and she'll repeat it. And in my office here, there's a, I have my whiteboard where I have my affirmations, my goals, my vision for the, for the week, that kind of thing. But right underneath that, because she's been watching my habits, right? Not listening to me, but watching me do my affirmations in the mirror, write my goals for the week. So every Saturday or Sunday, she'll come to me. Like she, she came into me today. So that's why she came into the office. She's like, dad, is it time to write goals? And I said, no, 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 I'm on a podcast. But right underneath this, she has one side, which is Alice's affirmations, you know, six I am statements. And then on the other side, it's her vision and goals for the week. That's a four-year-old doing this. Yeah. And yeah, she's going to be a powerhouse. Oh my God. Powerhouse. And my, part of my, part of my reasoning was because I, 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 as a young female, I want her to have as much internal power that she can possibly have going out into mm-hmm. the world, which the, world's, the, world, the world can be a very challenging place if you allow it to be, right? It can be, mm-hmm. uh, it can be a, an abundance of a lot of different things. And I want her to have the skills internally necessary to not have to seek those external things to satisfy her or to make her feel awesome. better or whatever, right? So. I see this working because her, hers are, I'm smart and I do hand signals too, by the way. Like when she does her stuff, I'll go like this, this, this. That's cool. And it says, I'm smart, I'm beautiful, I'm courageous, I'm strong, I'm brave, I'm powerful, I'm fantastic. And then she's, yes, you know, locks it in. Nice. But I watch her like when she jumps in the pool or I watch her when she, I built a little Ninja Warrior course for her in our backyard and I made it a little high off the ground. And she, I'll see her stretching and reaching and I'll watch her face and she'll go, I know I can do this. Even though I'm scared, I know I can do this. I'm strong. I'm brave. I'm courageous. And she'll jump. And my wife's like, whoa. Incredible. And I go, well, no, no. She's programming herself to conquer her own fears. This is perfect. Where other oh, kids, yeah. her friends will come over. They'll, they're, they're all over the place. So the, the affirmations I have are, okay, step up on there. Okay, stop. Take a deep breath. Okay, now focus your energy and attention. Okay. Now, your goal is the cargo net. Go. And then I'll watch her talk to herself, and it's beautiful. So I love and have realized the power of affirmation. So have you. I've seen it in my daughter. My wife does it as well. My son's too young. He's nine months old. But for anybody that's, that wants an a easy piece to all this, get up, walk around or bounce on a treadmill, drink some water right, with some salt in it. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. look at yourself in the mirror and say, I am, and shift or reframe something that you've been saying, just like you have. Like, you're not a big bone person who p- processes calories slowly or, or processes uh, uh, your metabolism is slow. Hmm. That's a terrible affirmation that you probably got from society or your parents. And so one thing after listening to this is go back and do a check-in or an audit of where your energy goes, go and check in on where did you get your beliefs from? Where did you get the things that you tell yourself naturally? Like, you know, especially with you and I were talking about the election, 
different types of people out there. Like, don't watch the news first and foremost. Be careful. It's programming the hell out of you and probably the way that you don't want to be programmed. So just watch yourself on that. But figure out, did your parents program you to think about a certain type of person or a car or people with money do this or people who drive that car do this? So you're, you're in charge of reframing and shifting those things, right? So just like you're going to change yourself and you're going to get quality hydration and five minutes of motion and maybe you're going to get into the five Tibetan rites, your job is to shift what you say to yourself every day. That's that simple. Just shift how you say it and what you say to yourself, right? Yeah. Super simple. Like totally. when, I'm, when I'm in the gym lifting, all I say is I'm powerful in mind and body. I'm powerful in mind and body. Nice. That's it. That's it. I am powerful in mind and body. So keep rolling, man. You've got to be as strong on the inside as you're on the outside. Let's go. Yeah, that's it's so, so great. And I think we'll just to reflect on it very quickly. The beauty of your daughter's mind right now is it is flexible and it is shaping. Yeah. It's like she is this canvas that you are shaping into a powerhouse. As we become adults, our mind set keyword set, like concrete sets, it concretizes. So we have to be a little more strategic to loosen it, to be able to go deeper. And this is where I think um, doing things like those five minutes of, of presence and meditation before your affirmations, or perhaps putting on some music that really connects with you in your heart, where you feel like that visceral, whether it's like a gladiator soundtrack or Rocky or whatever that song is for you that really connects you there. These things can help you go deeper and allow these affirmations to penetrate deeper when you're an adult. So overall, this stuff is like super important because if you don't manage this stuff, this is the unconscious noise and static that runs throughout your entire life that leads you to your self-sabotaging behaviors, your continuous cycle of bad decisions, um, your feeling and lack of, of, of power. Like this is, we got to almost like, would you rather fix something at the root or would you rather just prune the leaves all the time and wonder why things aren't going great? So this is more root work. And you want to do root work, but you also want to be working on the stuff you can see too. So this is where like that external action, you actually have to, yes, affirmations, but you got to go out there and do the work. Doing both together, you know, is really what's going to help you succeed this next year. Yeah. And, and what we're talking about here is, you know, what Aaron and I talk about all the time too, especially in our front runner events and our coaching and, and a lot of times on the podcast is you have to change who you are, have to shift who you are. And that doesn't mean build a new person, right? I love this analogy about the, about Michelangelo's David. And I don't know if it's true. Mm -hmm. It's a nice story that somebody who asked, somebody asked him, how did you create the David? And he said, I didn't create the David. I just removed the pieces of marble that weren't David. And so for you, what Dr. A is saying is you, the affirmations are a perfect example. Those are pieces of marble that aren't you. They were programmed to you by society or by your parents or by your teachers or by other mentors that you looked up to, but they don't serve you anymore. If you don't have the results you want, it's because you're not the person that can actually get them. And I don't mean that you're incapable. I mean, your programming, your mindset, your routines, your mm -hmm. habits, they, are, they can't get you there. So you're not aligned in the doing and the results because you're not the person who can do the activities, who can get the results in a consistent and sustainable manner. That's just basics. And what we're talking about here yeah. with a, a quality morning routine 
it sounds really freaking simple, but this shifts who you are subsequently what you're doing and then it will get you a different result. And it's that simple. Like, yeah. forget all the noise, forget all the hype about New Year's resolutions and setting these, these impossible goals. And although nothing's impossible, it, I know you're going to hate me for this. It is for you, who you are right now. It's impossible because it's proven. You haven't hit it yet. You're not going to hit it as you are sitting right now. The goal mm -hmm. is to shift the habits and the routines and shift them into the person that can achieve the goals that you want and then go do the work and that's it. And it can be really simple and, and it's not harsh and I'm not being negative or derogatory. I'm saying, look at the patterning, look how you've been conditioned, look at the pattern. If you've attempted and attempted and attempted, it means you've got to shift something within yourself and you can tweak the outside too, but take a look at inside. That's the number one thing. And what Dr. A is saying is you're probably staying up too late, getting up in the morning, maybe too late. You're not eating properly. You're not fueling your body. You're not hydrating your body. You're not talking to yourself properly. You're not moving your body. All of that stuff is your, is who you are. Creates who you are. You want to make some shifts this year in 2021? Start here. Yeah. And I, right. I want to wrap this up because I, I think yep. you nailed it. You absolutely nailed it. And I think it would be remiss to not finish this conversation by talking about the, 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 the yin to the yang, the yang being the morning routine, the yin is the evening routine. Right. Um, because look, we just had this day, right? Things probably went, things, a lot of things went great. There were probably a lot of challenges, some stuff we could have improved. The goal, if the goal of the morning routine is to activate the body, calm the mind and prime us for success in the proper mindset, the goal of the evening routine is to wash it all off to get into deeper relaxation and to prime for the next day. So the first thing we need to do with any effective evening routine is to create closure, to close some loops from the day by doing a quick debrief. What got done today? What were the successes? What went really well? Writing those things down very quickly or thinking about them. And then that helps you close those mental loops, especially if you feel like you're the type of person where your mind just runs at night. The mind will continue to work on a problem until you give it a rest point and it understands that it has a start the next day. So this is like closing that little mental loop. You're smiling. It seems like you, you agree with that. Totally. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's, right here um, in my, it's right here in my journal right in front of me. Yeah. You want to close those mental loops at night. And I would also say if you want to train the mind to be more successful and grateful, which is a, a very productive way to, to have a good mindset, look at the things that went well, look at the things you're grateful for, write those down. And then what is the focus tomorrow? What is the number one focus that you're going to work on? Like if there's one thing you can get done tomorrow, what is it? Or the key person to reach out to or the key project to work on. Just write that down so that the next day it is already pre-primed. You no longer need to think about after your morning routine, what, what is important to do today? you know. And it's not that like sleep is uh, an inert time where nothing is happening. You may not be conscious during deep sleep, but certainly you know you're conscious during dreaming. The mind is active and it can be to your benefit or it can be to your detriment. We can actually use this time of sleep one third of your life productively by making sure that the mind is set properly 
uh, with the right closure and with the right priming before you go to bed so that the sleep time is actually good in affirming the things you want, not the things you don't want. Because if you go to bed and you watch a horror movie and then you have a nightmare, that's no surprise. If you go to bed and the last thing you think about is why you're such a mess up and why all this stuff sucks and that tomorrow's going to be super stressful, what do you think your mind is going to be working on throughout the night? Those exact same patterns. And it's actually going to be eight hours of like you playing the wrong scripts in your mind that's going to that's going to make it even worse the next day and guess what are you going to be surprised you wake up the next day and you feel stressed you feel tired you don't want to get going and it feels like another day sucks no it, it, it's like it, this is like science it's like cause and effect here so how can we put a good cause into the mind at night so that it's going to have restful regenerative sleep and we have an advantage the next day love it i like to watch tv at night mm-hmm. however in like dumb stuff just entertainment stuff and, yeah. and I, though I, I'll go up to bed and I will make sure that I write some stuff out. It's, it's easy, fast, like five minutes, not even. Yeah, five minutes. And I, I, here's what I've really found to be helpful. And like my wife and I watch TV before we go to bed sometimes too. But it's not in the bedroom. I would recommend if you have a TV in the bedroom, get it out. I think that's a, it's a good habit for most people. The bedroom should be for sleep and for sex and for just relaxation, whereas you maybe have a different room where you're doing TV and, and different kind of stuff. What I've found in the bedroom is to have a dedicated space. I actually have a, a straight back wood chair next to the bed, but it's a little off in the corner where I have a little stand next to it. That is, and it has a little blanket on it. That is where I sit and will meditate before I go to bed, no matter what time, just for a few minutes. And this is like maybe a recap of the day, but it's a physical location that's not just in bed. So it's like, it's, it's good because it anchors your routine into something in the physical space. So I would consider everyone adopt a simple chair or a little like meditation journaling chair that you sit your butt in, you brush your teeth, you're all ready to go, but you get into that chair, you do your quick journaling, your recap, you close your eyes for five minutes, and now your mind is calm, now you get into bed, now you sleep better. I, I, I think like not enough people do this, but I, I consider it foundational. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that. How to anchor your routine in, the, in a physical space. Yes. Yes, with one object that you'll see. You're going to walk past that chair. You know it's your, your chair. And, 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 and it's easy. It's not like you have to stretch to get into meditation posture. You just sit with a straight back and you close your eyes or you journal. That's, I mean, you're right. I mean, that's a trigger though. So it's, you, you use that chair yes. for this. Maybe it's your morning and evening. Yes. I have a chair in, my, in, my, in a spare bedroom that I use for a morning and evening routine. Good. And I put a, um, I'll put a white noise machine next to it. Mm-hmm. And there's a little heater in there just in case, like, I don't want the distractions are, uh, you know, especially in the morning, like that room gets no heat in the wintertime. I don't know mm-hmm. why, but I don't feel like figuring it out. And so <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm not changing it with my ducting in my house. So it's just, it's going to be colder. It just is what it is. So I, I learned to put something in there, heat it up. Like I'll get up, I'll put the heater on, I'll go drink water, brush my teeth bathroom and then come back. At least I got a little bit of ambient temperature rise, sit nice. in the chair, right in a, either a five minute journal or a, um, yeah. a high performance planner, which the high performance journal, which I really, I really enjoy because it's a big book, you know, and I feel like I'm yeah. really productive. Like this is my whole day. Look at this, you know? Nice. Uh, and then at night, you just answer a couple questions and you're done. That's it. That's really it. I meditate during the day. That's awesome. 
Yeah. And plug those two things. I think five, like five minute journal is a thing you can buy. It's like a real morning, evening journal in the high performance planner. Is that, is that Brandon Burchard's tool? Whatever it is, but it's great. Yeah. Do those, like I think both those, if you don't know what to write and it's daunting to have like, yeah, get, get something where people like actually have developed these tools. They basically will say, write down five things you're grateful for, write down five things that work. What are you doing the next day? You'll have prompts, which is very helpful if you're getting started. Yeah. So that's, that's a great point. Prompts, because a lot of people don't put, don't try and guess all this way. Like you're listening to this podcast right now. You just got, you just got probably 10 years worth of Dr. A's trial and error, right? And your client's trial and error in like mm-hmm. in the last 30 minutes. So don't, don't mm-hmm. pretend like this is not powerful stuff because it seems simple. It seems simple because it's been proven and tried and tested. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't guess, don't, don't leave any guesswork. Like that's why I'm trying to get deep examples. Like how much salt, how much water, how much sleep. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't want to write random stuff in the morning. I do that during the day if I have ideas. So I use the five minute journal or um, the high performance planner because it's, you don't have to think you just write. Yeah. I don't have to think don't about the question yeah. and then the answer. I just think about the answer. Yeah. That's so well said. Very important. And, and, and Hey, making this, morning section of your day automatic is good. You want launch pads of your day where there's not a lot of thinking, not a lot of decision-making. You get your 16 ounce mason jar water glass. You know it's there. You just fill that thing up. The salt is sitting right next to wherever that is. Gets plopped in. The, the quarter teaspoon may be sitting in the salt bag. Or you know it's five twists of the salt thing. Whatever it is, you, you do that. And then you know you immediately head to the walk and you just, the stuff becomes automatic. What I would also say the next thing with the morning routine, and not to make this the longest podcast ever, even though it's really enjoyable and great, um, is have a standardized first meal of the day. Standardized breakfast. Not say so you have to eat the exact same thing every day, although I basically do, but like standardize your first meal so you don't have to think about it. It should be rich in vitamins, minerals. It should make you feel like full but not stuffed, and it should be quick. For me, it's like I have a fresh juice and I have a morning shake, and these things are liquid meals. They don't bog me down. I have the same kind of things. I know if I eat nothing else for the day, which I obviously do, but if I didn't, I'd get the vitamins, minerals, proteins, healthy fats, some healthy carbs. Like it's all in there. It's simple. And like, we'll talk fitness for a second from helping literally 30,000 plus men and women in our programs. Our most successful program members are using morning shakes or something like that. It could be an egg recipe. It could be eggs and greens. Like it doesn't have to be a shake, but it needs to be standardized. You don't want to think about that. Varieties for later in the day. It's for yeah. dinner. It's for lunch, but in the morning you want to be like a machine and it should be something you enjoy. And so you do your morning routine. And then as your reward, you get your, your first breakfast thing, you know, do you have a, you have a um, again, to make, to take the thinking out of it. Do you have a, like I use a company called Purium. I love, I really like Purium. Yeah. It's a really cool product, And I use that as my greens. I make a smoothie for my daughter and I in the morning, I dump that in nice. there. I just, I pound it with, with 30 ounces of water. Then I'll also nice. put a little bit in the smoothie and, and her and I will share a Good. smoothie. You have a favorite morning meal? or a, Yeah, well, um, well to, to one, a product I absolutely love, um, it's like the Ferrari of meal replacements uh, in, in Super Greens. It's called Maximum Vibrance. Um, they're like the first green superfood. It's intense. It's like a full multivitamin, multimineral. For our Fit Father and Fit Mother program members, we actually developed our own powder called Super Fuel that has like a, a multivitamin, probiotics, protein, 
no artificial sweeteners. So like our program members use Superfuel as the base. I use Superfuel in my shake as well. Some days I use Maximum Vibrance as well. That's like, it's, it's ridiculously expensive. It's a very good product, but our Superfuel is incredible. That's what our program members did. And we, we just, we formulated one because I know there's a lot of good ones on the market, but we also wanted ours to be like a hybrid of both a protein powder, which protein powder is great in the morning with the super greens together. But whether you use Purium, find something like that, like some kind of tool that's like an all-in-one you don't need to think about. You scoop it in and you know by scooping this in, I'm getting like 40 plus vitamins, minerals, probiotics, superfoods, taste good. Throw some berries in there, throw a little spinach, a little water, almond milk, boom. You have like a really good tasting shake and then you don't need to think about it and you're energized until the afternoon. But it also has to be clean though. There's a lot of products out there that are junk. Like a fillers Very and true. and gums and shit like that. Yeah, no artificial sweeteners. You want to make sure it's, it's tested for heavy metals. And like, yeah, so you're right. Quality does absolutely matter. A reputable, reputable company that like can show you that the testing is key. Yeah, go through that again. Reputable company. Uh, yeah, so like basically with, with these protein powders, you, and, and you really want to make sure they're tested for heavy metals. Like there's a lot of cheap stuff that comes from China. Um, lead, arsenic, cadmium are like the mercury, but more so let our St. Cadmium or main things you find in the protein powders. The company should be able to show you like a certificate of analysis to saying like we test the stuff for heavy metals. It's like, it's in the clear. Um, and ideally it's using a lot of organic ingredients. The other thing besides the heavy metal testing is you want to make sure number two, that it's not loaded with a bunch of artificial sweeteners. And this is like the artist, someone who's formulated a product like this, you want something to taste good. And it's really easy if you throw a bunch of like crap artificial sweeteners, those are not good for your digestive tracts. You want something that's sweetened with like monk fruit or stevia or something that's like natural and should have some probiotics in there as well. So you need a quality product. There are a lot of good quality brands out there. Um, I love our stuff. I love a company called Nutiva. I think they do a oh, yeah. really good job with their, they're their great as well. Um, but yeah, there are, there are a number of very good products, but there's also a number of like very bad ones. I'd say stuff that's marketed more to like fitness people, like muscle tech 9,000 kind of stuff is typically lower quality and worse than, you know, stuff that's like more health focused. If it's 20 bucks, yeah. Supply, just, yeah. just know it's not cheap to have organic, you know, free of metal exactly. and, and, and toxins and pesticides and herbicides and and artificial sweeteners, it's, it's not cheap to make that stuff. It should be over 40 bucks. That's the answer. Yeah, it should be at least over, over 40 bucks. That's a good threshold, actually. If you look at one thing, if it's under 40 bucks, it's probably crap. Yeah, and go on, I'm serious. Go on to Amazon and click, the, click uh, on the left where it has like price points. Eliminate everything that's under 40 bucks, and that's what you can pick from. And then, yeah. and then use this thing. It doesn't have artificial sweeteners. doesn't have heavy metals. You know, th that's it. Easy. Yeah. We're making things easy. Yeah, for sure. And so that, that's like the really the, the crux of this. And the last thing I'd like to share for the new year too is it is really hard to plan for an entire year. I mean, let's just talk about 2020. We all started January. Like, did anyone really know what 2020 was going to be like? Like no one did. Like we all started 2020 like standard, like we we're just doing our thing. But like, look what has happened. So the reason I want to say that is what I found to be most successful is actually planning like I consider I have four years every year. I, I do my 90 day year. So January, February, March is it is a quarter is a year for me. It's like my first my first of the four years of 2021. So planning for the next 90 days, the reason I think this is good is because it gives you an actionable time frame. It gives you a little more um, idea of what's going to be able to happen. I'm not saying don't write a vision for what 2021 is possible, but when you're writing your action plan, 
you can really say what's going to go down in January, February, March. You have an idea of like what can actually get done in 90 days. Plus it gives you a chance to course correct where it's like you didn't blow it. And if it comes to March and you're off track, that's awesome. You have three more 90 day years, if you will, to like to get it back on track that year. Um, it, it's a good way to consider planning things. I think there's a lot of productivity people that would agree on this 90 day year concept. And I found it very valuable in business and personally. Yeah, I write, I write 90 day for the year, you know, four 90 day mm-hmm. uh, uh, sets for the year mm-hmm. in personal and in business. Nice. Like, I, I, my business does not run my life. I run my business and I run my life mm-hmm. and I'm very uh, purposeful and, and intentional in both. And the other thing I do is I categorize, maybe you and I can do another episode on goal setting too, because I love for people yeah. to get, you know, like different, different aspects and different ideas of how they can goal set. But um, by the way, he's, Dr. A is going to be on every month. So this is going to be a nice treat. More of this. Month. Yeah, nice. more of this. Um, make sure that you are, you are setting goals in who you are and shifts and changes you'd like to make in you, your habits, your skills, your mindset. Because the more you change the external and you don't change the internal, it's not sustainable. You can muscle through it. You can power through it. But you, you will all, the rubber band will always snap back. Shifting yeah. who you are while you're doing the work to get to the goal. Remember, that is key. That is absolutely key. It's habits, it's skills, it's mindset, it's people you hang out with, it's toxic relationships, it's toxic shit you're putting in your body, it's lack of sleep, it's all the stuff that we talked about today, or it's probably a lot more than that. But just be cognizant when you're planning your year. Like, who do I need to be to achieve the goals that I've set forth? Ask yourself that question. This month, in December, ask yourself that question. Don't start in January. Start now. Today, ask yourself, what are my goals for next year? Just put three goals down, big goals, big, big rocks. And then just say, who do I need to be to get those goals accomplished? And then reverse engineer it by quarters, then by months, then by weeks. And it's easy. It's that easy. It could be that easy. Mm-hmm. You know, and make sure you set your, nutri- your health and nutrition goals. Make sure you set your business and money and finance and investment and and relationship goals. Don't, don't miss those things. That's not a counterbalanced life. If you're only setting business or money goals, you're not counterbalanced. You're out. You're out of whack. And probably the biggest thing we got is, is for you men out there, get some sunlight on your balls. Exactly. <laughs> Glad you brought that up again. Oh, this, it's, the, it's, the, it's the one that I just did not expect coming today. <laughs> yeah, me neither. <laughs> That's, funny, man. That's awesome. That's true. So, um, Fit Father Project, Fit Mother Project. Yeah, I, I love these things. I support you fully on on what you're doing for the world, man. You're you're an awesome dude, and you've got a you've got a hell of a mission out there. And I want people to go. They can find you on Facebook, right? Fit. Yeah, Facebook, YouTube, and FitFatherProject.com, FitMotherProject.com. Basically, what we do with our programs is establish the stuff we talked about today. Like we we actually address like the mission statement, the mindset the morning routine, the evening routine, the kinds of workouts to do, basically give you like the what to do. So you have the system and then you're in the community with me and our trainers and the other people in the programs and we keep you on track. So it's, it's like the recipe of success and it takes out the guesswork. And that's what I think the beautiful thing of working with a coach like you or getting plugged into a program. One of the best things you can do if you need some direction is to get the structure from someone who knows that it works. Such a great point. Don't do this on your own. You're listening to two guys that have made it their mission in life to help you through this. And if you get blocked as, as to how much is it going to cost, 
then you're thinking about affordability over possibility and you're limiting your life. That's just clear. It's you're limiting your life. You can't not afford, you can't afford not to do it. And it doesn't matter. Like neither one of us have programs that are, you know, these massive executive levels and tens of thousands of dollars. You know, we, we, that's not what we run. Oh, I mean, I, you could build, I'm, I could build a program that costs an insane amount of money. It just depends on how much time you want, but that's not, that's not the ordinary stuff. If you need help, it might be for a month. It might be for six months. But if you need help, reach out to one of us. We can help you. We can get that, that ball rolling. We can help you develop just three additional things that you need to get yourself to the next level. And then maybe you sail the ship for the next six months. Then you come back, Fit Father Project, yeah. and you get another three tidbits. And then you sail the ship for three months. That's mm-hmm. it. Don't think about it as like you can't do it or you're weak or something. Everybody needs guidance and a coach. Everybody. Everybody. Well said. All right, Dr. Ray. Cool. I think that's a wrap. I, I, I want to say another thing. I think we got enough in here today. We Bring dropped, me back. We'll talk about some more stuff. You dropped some really good stuff. So you'll be back next month, January. And um, everybody, cool. find out more about Dr. Anthony Balduzzi. Right? I love it. Yep, that's right. <laughs> um, you can go to um, Fit Father Project. You can find it in our show notes. Find it at menonpurposepodcast.com or you can find him at uh, ianlobos.com, my personal website that has the coaching, that has all of our guest stuff on, on uh, the podcast and has our front runner business, which is just a, it's just a, a, such a passion project for me. I'm just, I'm loving every minute of that. So we love you. We appreciate you listening and we'll catch you on the next one. Thanks. Thanks again for listening to the Men on Purpose podcast where our mission is to educate, elevate, and activate every man to truly live their best, most fulfilling life possible. To find out more about the podcast, our guests, or becoming a man on purpose, visit menonpurposepodcast.com and choose your most purposeful path forward.